I should before I date someone, I should give them Mad Libs <laughs> <laughs> that they can fill in. I think that's a great idea. Hi, I'm Nelly. And I'm Dan. And this is Happily Demarried, where we talk about going through divorce and learning how to raise kids together without going through hell. Well, like pure hell. Like sometimes it's like hellish, but it's not pure hell ever, right? No, it's a pure hell. <laughs> Introduction to what we're going to talk about today. I'm I'm Nelly Edwards. Oh, sorry, do we have to introduce ourselves? Yep. I'm Dan Edwards. Um, um, and we just played you a little clip of Alec Baldwin. In a voicemail he left his daughter. I'm not sure when it was, but she was 11 or 12 years old. He wasn't sure either. Um, <laughs> but it's one of those voicemails that cost him a, a whole bunch of um, public love. And uh, has kind of followed him around ever since then. Um, and so the, the, the topic that we want to talk about today is angry texts, angry communications that you can send in an impulse and regret almost immediately the moment you push send. Um, yeah, was, I've never done that. It's good. I, have, <laughs> I try not to do that. That's why I tend to use one word resp- responses, replies. Yeah, I've sent you a, lot, a great deal of angry texts, but not lately, maybe. So the idea that we're talking about is that um, it's very easy. We've, we've um, over the past 20 years, we've developed this culture that can communicate almost instantaneously. And while nobody's gotten better at communication, everybody's gotten really good at expressing themselves without thinking about it and sharing those communications. And, when you're <clears throat> divorced and trying to work out the complexities of having kids and co-parenting, those kinds of texts can be enormously damaging to the relationship you want to have and to the future success of any kind of relationship you're going to have with your ex. Granted, not everybody cares that much about having a good relationship with their ex, but for the purposes of having kids together, it really makes things a lot easier. Well, I have... Um I've actually dated people since you and I were married, divorced. You have? You whore. <laughs> and um, I have notes in my phone that I write to people that it turns out I'm not really, I, I don't think I'm that great at relationships, but I'm working on it. But instead of doing what I used to do was like, I would go into that, it, I guess it's like a nine minute rage where I think everything is that I'm feeling is very accurate and real and that I should let the person know who um, should receive my anger. I should get it out to them right now. And I still struggle with this, but I 
what I started doing was writing notes in my phone of what I would say. Um, I can even record it on a memo, but I'm afraid someone will actually hear my voice. So if I wrote it, I could just be like, oh, I, I don't know. But I reread them, and I'm always so glad. And I usually wait. I mean, what do you think? How long should I wait before I'm like, wait, I still feel like that eight minutes later, or I still feel like that eight hours later? Like, if it, what's the limit? If I still feel like that eight days later, I mean... I, I, I call it the 12-hour the, the angry text rule. Okay, I got but 12 hours. But, I mean, 12 hours is an arbitrary number. I've talked to other people who say that maybe I ought to sit on it for 48 hours. I don't tend to carry my rage that long, um, but actually sitting on something for at least 12 hours and reading it the next day, at the very least, it shows me the grammatical errors that would have been embarrassing, and at the most, <laughs> it shows me that what I was going to send is A, not going to be productive, because basically it's just going to put somebody on the complete defensive and won't lead to any sort of resolution, uh, or B, it's just me being angry um and there's nothing wrong with being angry what's wrong is if you actually articulate that and then there are all kinds of great downsides of pushing sand on shit like that because what happens is if you push sand on a text like that and you're in a contentious post-divorce situation it's it's a great file for your ex to have they can just store that away and share it with their attorney share it with their family and friends Maybe even share it with your kids if they're really vindictive, which is incredibly damaging, but it could happen. So there's an incredible amount of downside to pushing send on pure vitriol. That's not to say that it's not legitimate when you feel it, because it is. But writing it down can be pretty cathartic. What I got from what you just said is that you don't send angry texts because you're afraid they'll see that you have um, grammatical errors. Definitely not. You don't, if I do that, it kind of compromises the quality of the whole thing. They probably worse. won't like you anymore. No, there's nothing worse than sending a really, like, profoundly, like, you're, in your mind, you see this as a beautifully crafted um, takedown of your ex. And then they write back and say, that's Y-O-U-W, uh, Y-O-U apostrophe R-E, not Y-O-U-R. And it just takes the wind out of the whole thing. And then you have to send another angry text, and it just never ends. Um, I'm going to read you one that I just found in my phone. This might be really, this is embarrassing. No, I don't write you. I usually just send you angry texts still. (laughs) I'm just hearing that you should do this. (laughs) When I send you angry texts, it's usually, it's not about you. It's about the kids. Um, And if I type for seven or eight inches on a phone, I usually get a one word answer back that's, Agreed or <laughs> sure, and so it's not fun to text you because there's, be there's no angriness. I hope it feels really good when you get that. Yes, this is one. this is one I didn't send to someone I dated that is, um, uh, I didn't send it because it's not true. What, what's the person's name? Can you tell me the initials? <laughs> <Pound> <laughs> Can you say a name that rhymes with the name? I just want to have an image in my head. Okay, it rhymes with asshole. Like everyone I've ever been involved with. I think I get it now. I would do anything to make this work, but I think I make you uncomfortable a lot of the time. I'll leave you alone. Which, I read this in the morning, and I um, I won't do anything to make 
stuff work a lot of times. That's not true. I can say that, but it's really not true. And the and part about I'll leave you alone. <laughs> I'll leave you true, alone. Yeah. It's totally, completely I'll untrue. I'll leave you alone for several months <laughs> until winter boyfriend's done. I'll leave you alone. It's usually, oh, yeah. So that. <laughs> And I'm Go glad on, I didn't. No, Sorry. I'm glad that was all that I wrote. I'm glad I didn't. That wasn't very juicy. Here's one. Hey, uh, <laughs> I guess I didn't even want to. I, I sure really. That wasn't a reply for me. <laughs> I don't. I, okay, so I don't do this. I tend to. Um, I tend to work through everything in my head, and I'm. That doesn't work. Kind of no, it doesn't work. But at least it doesn't get out on paper or on text. And I tend to be pretty lazy about that stuff anyway. Um, in large part because I'm afraid I'm going to get the grammar wrong and it will embarrass me. What I've heard about your communication style is that I mean it's been a while since we were in a relationship. Um, is that it's all in your head and you don't really communicate. See, that's I have like the fifty-one year angry text rule. <laughs> if you don't say anything, then nobody ever can have a record of it. <coughs> but True. I'm not. No, I'm. I am an advocate. And I'm, that is definitely a shortfall on my part. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. Let's talk about you. No, I don't want to talk about me. Although here's another good one. <laughs> It's so embarrassing. I'm really glad I don't send these. This was a great idea for a show, Dan. (laughs) Oh, it's so embarrassing to read this. I'm so glad you write them. Oh, I'm not sure what you want or what your priorities are. Do you know what's funny? What I write is probably what you receive from women. I'm not kidding. This is why I don't send these because I'm like, oh my God, I sound like Dan's girlfriends. Oh, stop. My kids... Wait, no, da-da-da-da. Uh, I'm not sure what you want or what my, your priorities are. Maybe I'm wrong and maybe you don't mean to do this, but I don't get the feeling I'm a priority for you. This doesn't really feel like love. I feel like I'm forcing us to hang out and do things, and if I give up, there's no effort. The thing about me is I have notes from years. I've probably had maybe three tried to have three relationships since our divorce. And even if I go back seven years, which I have emails and notes from them, it's all the same. And it turns out the problem (laughs) might be me (laughs) and not the people that I'm dating. It it can be both, too, which is totally fine. But the the whole point... You're just trying to be nice? No, it's... I, I mean, Jesus... I'm entirely responsible for being the shitty half of, for at least half of a lot of relationships. And maybe I even get three quarters to seven eighths of the shitty half. But, um, but I think it's actually really a worthwhile endeavor to write stuff down. I mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know that you have these patterns unless you ever look back. I mean, this is essentially journaling angry. Oh, it is. It's a, it's a horrible pattern. I'm glad we've been able to solve this for you. Ugh, this is awful. But the, but the, but the upshot of it is, it's, you don't want to push sand on something. When you have a big fight with somebody, 
which is inevitable. You're gonna when there are kids involved, you're gonna have disputes, whether it's over money, whether it's over the privileges the kids get to enjoy, whether it's over uh, the kids' boyfriends, girlfriends, whether it's over your interaction with your boyfriend or girlfriend, whether it's over the divorce settlement, whatever the hell it is, all those things are just triggers for super anger, and it's all valid. The the shit that you feel is real, but that doesn't mean that the first impulse should be to write it down and send whatever that angry thought is back because at the end of the day it's not going to be productive it's going to put somebody else on the defensive it's going to make you look bad it's basically bringing the level of the dialogue down um yeah i dated someone that got he got angry texts probably once or twice a week and then he wouldn't only open them and read them but then he's he's gone he's nowhere he's not in the room anymore He's in his head thinking of what to text back and what and what I told him was to do what you do. I go, just write agreed. It'll totally <laughs> piss her off. But you know what's weird doing this and I'm not I I'm sorry I didn't prepare very well for this show, but I'm reading I really have a lot of these notes written because I have practiced this because I have tried to um change patterns, but I have a note here. I don't even know who it's to. And it's the same. Maybe it's one you just keep. So that you're ready to push send. <laughs> no, it's not. This is. <laughs> Do you have like, a, is this like a, a Mad Lib? Like, I am angry about oh, this. And then you just put the... I should, before I date someone, I should give them Mad Libs. <laughs> <laughs> that they can fill in. I think that's a great idea. I'm bad, actually. Um, a Mad Libs, it would be like a, it would be like a how-to manual yeah. to date me, because yeah. they are knocking down the door. And so every answer is angry, angry. <laughs> no, I try. You should see how nice I am sometimes. I don't no, write either. the nice ones like, "Good I mean, morning" or you know. But I mean, and this stuff. Is, I mean, this is actually kind of good practice for. I don't know. Fighting, when, even when you and I were married, when we'd get in big arguments, my inclination was always to try and find some boxes in the basement that I could hide behind where you couldn't find me because, generally speaking, when I'm on the defensive, I'm not really saying the most thoughtful things. And I think that there's a tendency for people to fight dirty when they're fighting about something that... Um, is, is really meaningful to them. So, as we kind of develop more technologies that enable us to have those fights virtually in a way that's really unhealthy. It's not healthy to receive in a vacuum a pissed off text that just might be, it might be based in fact and reality and something that's important, but it's not going to move the ball forward in terms of resolving whatever that anger is and that dispute is. True. You know what, the reason why I write stuff down is because the advice I give our kids is if you can't say something to someone's face, if you can't, you know, I doubt Alec Baldwin could sit there to his daughter and call her a pig to her face. You know, we all do stuff in anger. I don't even think, whatever, you know, you can have your opinion about that voicemail and her posting it. And, you know, it's obviously there's some other family issues there. But if he had just recorded that himself and listened to it in the morning, I doubt he would have sent it. And... What what I tell my kids is on social media everywhere, on Facebook, on Snapchat, or anywhere, if you can't go up to that person's face, even your ex-husband, and say, 
hey, you know, there's no way I would say the things I've written in notes. There's no way I'd say them to the person's face. For one, a lot of times I don't believe it, and I'm just trying to make them feel guilty or feel control. I'm trying to control them, but I... I seriously think that face-to-face thing is is the only way to go. And if you if you can't be face-to-face with your ex, then at least you know try to set up a phone call. We used a mediator, which helped us a lot. Um, How many decades did we work with a mediator? Well, sometimes quickly, sometimes (laughs) slowly. (laughs) Yeah, that did take a while. But Um, even I mean that's that's a good example. There were many of those mediations where I would walk out and want to scream. Because we weren't making that much progress, but we didn't scream. We actually went pretty quiet. We were pretty good about that. I think that was where we were learning, kind of how to engage and interact in a way that was productive. Oh, this is so frightening. I found a note from March 2016, so two years ago. I still haven't changed. I'm sending quotes from books I'm reading of how they should change their behavior. Oh, God, (laughs) it's so painful. So what... I mean, the reason why we're doing this podcast is to ask you, whoever's listening out there and who, whoever is struggling with an ex or, you know, it, you know, we were married once and we've learned how to get along and we'd like to help people do that. But a lot of times it wasn't by ourselves. We didn't sit in a room and say, I'm going to get along with my ex and figure it out. We used other people. I've talked to so many people on how to, how to be divorced well and if you have some angry texts that you'd like to send, send them to us. We would love to read them and help you. Congratulations. You've made it through the Happily Demarried podcast. And since you've demonstrated an appetite or at least a tolerance for what we have to say, check us out online at www.happilydemarried.com where you'll find articles corresponding to each podcast. Sign up for a very prestigious emailing for free. Sign up for our mailing list. <laughs> okay, let's try. You know that why you messed up? Because you didn't get to say W W W. I know we should probably like, not say www. Yeah. <laughs> Sign up for our very prestigious mailing list, or send us your questions or comments to questions at happilydemarried.com. <laughs>